1: Here he is for Sean Jackson.
0: Oh, yeah. They back out of it.
1: Lethbridge with time. Throws, and it's picked up! Intercepted by Tony velan the former quarterback. Still on his feet down the sideline. The pass was just overthrown, and it didn't look like the receiver ever saw the ball, but velan did, and a 34-yard return off the pick. That's why you don't want a young quarterback to be in third and nine against this Nebraska defense. He threw right into double coverage. Tony Veland's a safety, number nine. He's sitting back. Watch number nine, middle of the football field. He sits back as soon as Zebby goes to throw the football. Look at the double team. Troy Dumas is running stride for stride with Stacey Mitchell, and then Tony Veland over the top. So a good call defensively for Nebraska. Welcome, 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 welcome. The ticket, the captain, 93.7. That was Tony Veland. We have on the phone with us right now, two-time national champ, my big brother, Captain, Super Bowl champ, Tony. How you doing? I'm doing good,
0: BJ. What's going on, brother?
1: Hey, man, not too much, not too much. First of all, I got to start off. Damon just called in, and so he, he he told me to make sure I let you know that Caleb will be coming to the Warren Academy soon.
0: Okay, I love to hear that. I know, right? Got to got to get our kids right,
1: right? I know. Hey, so let's just start off with that. Warren Academy, Steve Warren, little bro, doing it big as far as helping kids to, to get to the next level, get to college. Talk a little bit about how you got involved in that and, and how much that means to the community.
0: Uh, well, I, mean, I don't remember, honestly, what year we started. Um, I think it started off when I was coaching with Steve at the Omaha Beef. Um, and from there, we ended up coaching together at Concordia Northwest. we during this time. You know, he always had in his mind that he wanted to have a an, an academy, um, some type of sports academy where he could, you know, feed kids through the system and give them a chance to be uh, more successful down the line. And and Warren Academy was just was just built for that. And you know, he had a, a great network of players, including myself and you know other former Huskers and some of those guys that have actually played professionally. And you know, we we were all you know products of the system where you know we made it out. We wanted to give back and give give a chance to a lot of these other kids to to have the same opportunity. And so um, you know, we started having camps and then we started training and, and, you know, as in the first couple of years, it didn't quite take off the way we liked it to, um, I think more because we were coaching, but I think once we stepped away from the coaching and actually had a little bit more time to focus on, um, really growing it, um, you know, it's, it's been, been really successful as of late. And, um, you know, it's, it's amazing what his vision has been. It's amazing what, you know, we've been able to, you know, do for the kids, um, and some of the opportunities that the kids have. have you know, uh, taken advantage of. And we've had the likes of, you know, Noah Fan and, and Harrison Phillips and, you know, even some of the current players at the Huskers down there, Fedoni. Like you know, some of those guys, some great talent. Uh, so we're just happy to be able to, you know, help them on their journey and, and hopefully they'll be more successful and kind of keep the circle going as they get older.
1: TV, so you went through, came in in class 1991, yep. uh, red shirted, playing quarterback, because, I mean, yep. we, all the classic games back in the day. It seemed like the, you guys were so much bigger when I was 16, when I was coming to them games. But 1992, you actually became the number one quarterback in spring ball, right? And then you got hurt again. Like I never knew you were still playing in '92. I don't know why. I don't know why I wouldn't have. Yeah, because you were still playing in '93 when I came there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, well, I, so I was still playing, but that was the year um in, in 93 that was the year that I ended up getting getting hurt I tore my knee up that year you so, know and so it was that that year in 92 where I was battling you know with uh with Brooke and Mike and during the spring spring ball and I was doing well and it was that fall that Tommy came in um and they got down to you know the last play of the last scrimmage before the first game you know in that in that August season I ended up breaking my collarbone uh, and I was fighting, you know, with me and Mike Grant being number one. So then at that particular time, Mike took over. Um, and then, you know, midway through the season, Tommy took over. And you kind of know the history from that. So, um, so yeah, I man, I was, you know, I mean, I, I couldn't throw to save my life. But, I, you know, I, mean, I was still a competitor. I was still trying to trying to make my mark. And, and I was hoping to, to be the guy that had the spotlight on me. It, it didn't turn out that way. But, you know, honestly, when it's all said and done, you know, things worked out a heck of a lot better than I ever
1: thought it would. How did that how did that happen though? Come going ninety three. I know, you know, at that point, but did Coach Osborne come to you? But who came to you and said, Hey, we want you to go to safety? Uh, nobody.
0: Nobody I I just decided to change. I, I just figured, man, I I had, you know, been hurt so much and and, and and all this stuff. I just figured maybe if I hit people I not I wouldn't get hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um and I and they had wanted me to, you know, think about being D B when I first came there, but I just wanted to prove myself at quarterback and you know, I I competed well and had a chance to prove myself, but, you know, it just didn't look like, you know, it was working out the way I wanted to at that particular position. And, you know, me, I just wanted to compete. I just wanted to be a contributor. I wanted to be a part of a team. And I wasn't going to let, you know, the injuries that I went through, you know, stop me from being the player that I could be. So, you know, I turned the positive into a negative And, you know, next thing I know, I'm on the field and, you know, we're winning championships. And, you know, there's the next chapter.
1: 94, 95. Well, let me ask you this. Let me just get to it. So, I'm talking with uh, uh, Tony Velen, a national, two-time national champ, one-time Super Bowl champ. Now, did you know the significance of y'all winning Super Bowl 32? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm not sure what you mean by that.
0: All I know is my number was 32 <laughs> and, and it was Super Bowl 32. So, I felt like, you know, something big was going to happen. I felt like it was in the cards for, for us that night. Um, you know, I, I I didn't know that I was going to, you know, a team that, you know, had such great chemistry. You have you had, you know, great names there, great leadership. Um, you know, my for my rookie year, you know, we came close and we lost in the wild card playoff game. Uh, then the next year we were able to put it all together. But man, it was just it was a surreal time. Um, I never expected to make it to to have that happen in my life. But, you know, I, I enjoyed it wholeheartedly. And, and even to this day, you know, still miss those feelings.
1: Did they give you 32 or you chose that number?
0: I just chose the number. Really? I just chose the number, yeah. So, just just either the blue. That's what I say, with it's Super Bowl 32. And, and, you know, my number 32, I knew something good was going to happen today.
1: Yeah, that's. So I, knew
0: I knew something good was going to happen. And uh, one ended up being, you know, one of the biggest blessings of my life.
1: I had Tyrone Williams on uh, last week, and he said – I told him you were going to be on, and he said, well, you can thank him for, for me not getting back-to-back Super Bowls. <laughs> and then I went and watched the game. Seriously, I went and watched the game. That was a good game. <laughs> and that yeah. kickoff, when you caused that fumble, that changed the entire game.
0: It changed the momentum, man. It changed the momentum. But you know how it is, you know. You know, sometimes it can it comes down to one play. You know, it comes down to one play, and you know we were, you know, heavy underdogs before the game was started. So we already kind of had a chip on our shoulder, and you know we were battling back. But you know it was it was it was the Packers, and it was far, You know, Levens and and Freeman and all those guys. You know, they weren't going to let us have an easy win. But you know we believed wholeheartedly in our team. Um, we battled a, a crazy road to get there, and we had the opportunity. We weren't going to let it pass.
1: So we win it in '94. And then we're coming back in '95. Was there any doubt in your mind, being that you were captain now, that we were going to, well, that we wasn't going to win again? Uh, no,
0: I mean to be honest with you, no. I, I think, you know, especially after after the first couple of games, um, you know, from what we went through in '94. In you know, we had just had like a serious swagger almost to the point where it was almost arrogance, to be honest with you. Um, and I think we just believed in each other that much. Um, we had grown that much through 93 and 94 um, that we truly knew that there wasn't going to be anything to stop us, stop us this year. I mean, you remember 94, you know, we go through, you know, play K state. We don't, you know, we don't have our top two quarterbacks, you know, we have mm-hmm. other people that are hurt. We still find a way to win. Um, and so when you, when you have things like that happen, you know, you've got something special. And so, you know that year was just was just unreal, unreal I, I think we all realized the talent that we had. I think we all realized the the amount that it took to get there and we weren't going to uh, relinquish that you know that title to anyone that year.
1: so we get we, 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 we re-up, we come back 1995 um, we're getting ready to play the game. I don't know if we, if that was the night before the game or the night of the game when you guys did the uh, hype video and yeah
0: it was it was it was before it was right before the game, it, so it, my, it was it was before I think it was like the week that week it wasn't like the day before
1: it was it was like the week, yeah, the, the week game, of so. but but so of course, I bit next year in ninety seven I bit big time, I remember back some of the stuff that you said, and I bit that, so I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen mine, but it is similar to yours. <laughs>
0: That's it's called flattery, baby.
1: It's called flattery. Hey, man, I, I I appreciate you. So, I don't know. Do you remember any parts of that? And could you reenact that if you could? I mean, no, you could I'm reenact
0: not it right now. Are you serious? I mean, I just, you know, more than anything, you know, just. Um, you know, I, I think I talked about the, the receivers making more pancakes than Aunt Jemima, you know, that type of thing. Uh, you know, the line shutting things down in the trenches, you know, coming around the rushing ends, coming around tearing quarterbacks' heads off, you know, that type of thing, man. It was, I mean, it was just, it was the excitement of the moment, man. It was the excitement of the moment. And when it came down to it, it was all truth. You know, that's what we were doing all all, all season. So all I had to do was recount what we were doing, and it basically got us hyped.
1: Did you practice that, or was that t- straight off the dome? No, I, I honestly
0: and it, and it's so crazy. It was straight off the dome. Yeah. So I went there, I went there and I was and I can't remember who was who was doing the camera stuff, but I went through it a couple of times and the first time I went through it I had something completely different that I was going to do and it just didn't go well and I was you know I messed up like three or four times and I was like, "Man, just forget it. I'm just going to go off the head off the dome." And it just came out and it just came out so it was, you know, it was perfect. Um, You know, it left a mark on you know, you know what we were doing for that 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 championship man, and and you and, know it, it, it worked out well. It worked yeah, out and and the, the, and,
1: well. the, and it left a mark for for us that was still there. It left a mark on us as well. How did you convert yourself from being a, a quarterback to going to safety, but being one of the? Because I talk to people all the time, and and from AD to some other people, I'll ask them in practice who was the guy. You know that you just like for me it was Toby Wright. I yeah. when I was on the scout team I did not want to see Toby Wright coming. Uh, so they say there there's there's a you know I had Reggie Cooper on yesterday, and I had Mike Minner on before. The theme was these guys are nice guys that'll hit you and then pick you back up. How did you right. become that way?
0: <laughs> that's that's right. That's how it's supposed to be.
1: Um
0: it wasn't, it wasn't hard, uh, to make the transition for me because, you know what I mean? You know, we come from, you know, schools that didn't have like a whole lot of athletes, you know, so the athletes had to be on the field all the time. So I was used to playing defense, um, as well. And so when I had to make the switch from, from quarterback, um, you I know, mean, pretty much knew the defense was just pretty much getting footwork down. Um, but the thing that was a little bit tougher for me was to, you know, to really become aggressive. Cause I, I knew how to be aggressive as a runner. You know, I knew how to get more yards and be tougher, but you know, even when I was in high school, I wasn't like a big hitter. I have made tackles here and there. But you know, coming here, you know, you got the likes of Toby, you got you know Mike Mint. I mean, you got you know these linebackers that that come. And if you're on if you're on the on the on the black shirts, you got to bring the wood, man. You got to bring the wood. I, I can't be this you know six foot two, two hundred ten pound cat that's you know coming up like a fissy, man. <laughs> I got to hit him. You, know, you must run to get run over. So. I just tried to play my part, man, but also tried to have, you know, good sportsmanship when it was all said and done, too, because this is the game. So um, I just wanted to be the best safe that I could be, but I also wanted to be, you know, one that was revered and one that was feared, you know, if you were coming in my middle. So I did what I could uh, to make that happen.
1: Do you remember what what happened when you got your black shirt?
0: Um, not, I mean, I just remember, you know, coming to practice and, you know, to, uh, coming out of – basically, I don't know, because it was after – it was it was the Monday, excuse me, the Tuesday after the West Virginia game. Uh, we went to the kickoff classic, and you know I had a, a a decent game. Uh, then I come to practice, and you know we we're getting ready to start practice. So I got my gold shirt on, and and uh, Coach McBride walks down and you know handed me my 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 jersey in front of everybody. So I was I mean it was it was really gratifying, man. I was I was happy that it that it happened. Um, and I felt like at that particular moment that I kind of
1: arrived. What, what, what does that, having that black shirt and being in that club of, of, of other black shirts, what does that mean to you if you had to explain it to a new guy that was potentially going to be a black shirt?
0: Um, I would explain it like, you know, this is the standard. You know, you, you are now, you know, one of the leaders of the defense. You're expected to, um, play a certain way, you're expected to carry yourself a certain way, you're expected to lead, you're expected to be the example. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, kind of what's going on, you know, outside of football, it doesn't matter, you know, what's going on on the field. Like, you have to live for a certain standard. And, and this is a standard that's going to allow us, you know, to not only to be, you know, good when we're out there, but to be great, you know, not even our, in our year, but in the years to come. And so, you know, getting that, that particular shirt and getting that, that gesture handed to me, you know, I was I was extremely honored, um, you know, humbled by it at the same time. But but it also gave me confidence to know that I was that I was performing the way the coaches wanted me to, to perform, and I was now going to be in a position, you know, of respect that I wanted to make sure that I up, upheld that the right way. So um, so I'm glad it you know, was still going. I'm glad we you know we finally got you know a little bit of resemblance of uh, the black shirts, you know, back. Um, but I was you know more than anything really honored to be a part of it.
1: Mind, body, wellness. Why am I saying that? Because I know that's something that you take seriously. Because I know I know your age, and and, and but if you just didn't know you at all, just for a minute up, you look like you're about twenty five. So what you know? You did the Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> where you was getting it on dancing in front of a packed. A packed arena, like what? I mean, Tony, I never knew you to be the big time. I knew we were all dancers, but I didn't know you had it in you like that. What prompted that? Man, you know what? I mean, it really all came down
0: to um, trying to trying to raise money for the uh, for the nonprofit. You know, I, I'd been with the teammates organization for the last ten years as a mentor and on the board, um, and they had asked me a couple of years um before to do this dance with the stars thing to raise money and i was always like listen man, i got bad knees and bad back you're not about to get me out there you know looking like a fool but you know then one year i just said you know what the heck with it I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do this i'm gonna try to have some fun i'm gonna try to raise some money um and it also got me out of my comfort zone a little bit um it ended up being you know one of the funnest things that, I, that i've ever done um i mean out of look you know, like my steps weren't probably the greatest out there, but but I felt good that we raised a lot of money for it and uh was
1: always really proud of the proud of the
0: experience.
1: When you talk about teammates, uh talk a little bit about the program, how do people get involved? Um, and I tell you what, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about that teammates, how'd you get involved in it, why you stay involved in it, and what's next on the horizon. I'm I'm with Tony Vila, the captain with the captain, the ticket ninety three point seven